So grace really is the action that initiation and this pathway is really all about. And when I was a child, I would go to churches of different denominations. I would go to the synagogue, and I would hear the ministers preach about all these different aspects of Christianity and religion and spiritual practice. And one of the words that kept coming up over and over and over was the grace of God, about the grace, seek the grace, pray for the grace, the grace of the Holy Spirit. And I would ask sometimes different ministers and and a monsignor at the time at the Catholic Church, what is grace? Can you tell me what grace really is? And they would explain it to me according to what they had learned theologically, but it didn't make sense to me. I mean, I'm 8, 10, 12 years old, and uh, I wasn't grasping their definition. And so I remember one day I went into my prayerful meditation state in the afternoon, and uh, I asked I asked inside, I said, what is grace? I've heard this spoken of so much, and I've heard several definitions that do not make sense to me. What is grace? And I heard very clearly inside, life in the world is a race. Isn't that true? You're running around. You're trying to get all these things done. And it is a race against time. But the way you slow things down and bring things to peace and make things simple and easy is you invite God into everything you do. And when you bring God into the picture, you have grace. So it was very interesting because then I saw literally the word race and the capital G coming into place, representing God, and you have grace. And that's where I got the whole idea of inviting God into everything I do, inviting God into every moment of my life. It's ever bring God first. Before anything that you're dealing with in the world, put the big G, the capital G, in front of it. Give it to God. Bring God into it. And life will be simple because you now have brought the loving into it. And in the loving are the answers, the solution, the understanding, the clarity, the forgiveness, everything. It's all right there. And God is the loving. So if you invite the loving in, if you invite God in to every breath, every moment, then life begins to be transformed. But the majority of people in the world say, no, I'll do it myself. I'll do it my way. Oftentimes we find people that are looking at this pathway and looking at initiation as a possibility for themselves. But then the statement comes up, no, you know, I can do it myself. I don't need anybody else to do it for me or to do it with me. I'll do it. And off they go. And then sometime later, maybe a year, two, five years later, they come back and go, okay, so I can't do it by myself. What do I do? And the simple answer is invite God in. Just invite God into it and let God lead the way. Let God bring the answer 
let God bring the clarity. And when you take initiation, you are inviting God in. You know, who created your soul? You didn't. God did. God created your soul through the action of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the manifester. The Holy Spirit is that voice of God that went forth and manifested all of creation, including your soul. And at the very moment that the Holy Spirit created your soul, the Holy Spirit placed a part of itself with you. Not in you, with you. And as you as a soul went out into the creation to experience it, the Holy Spirit went right with you and has been with you ever since that moment of your creation as soul. And it's ever right there, present with you, reminding you of who you really are, of giving guidance and clarity, little hints of, you know, I think we've done this before and it hasn't worked. What about if we try something else? No, 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 I like it. I, I'm going to do it this way. This this will work. Okay, well, just remember, I'm right here ever reminding you of another way to do it. <laughs> but that's how it is. The Holy Spirit is ever right there. But when you choose into initiation of the sacred name, you are inviting God in. You are inviting the Holy Spirit into you. So all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit isn't out here whispering and giving guidance and clarity and reminding you of who you are and giving you the loving that you're ever longing for, but you don't open to allow it in. Now you're inviting the Holy Spirit inside. And at the time of initiation, when we place our hands on your head and speak that sacred name to you, the Holy Spirit is anchored into your consciousness. It's anchored in you. And no longer is it out here reminding you, now it is inside living with you as a living presence in your soul. It created your soul, and now it has united with your soul. And in that unification, it begins to draw the soul back from which it came. That's the longing that you have inside yourself when you meditate and when you go through the day. That's the longing that keeps pulling you back inside, back into a one-pointed focus, God first and God only. That is the presence and the longing that is ever helping you to let go of the world. Detach. Detach from all these things that you think are important that you're obsessed by and possessed by and attached to. Just let go of them and bring all that is of your loving, living essence back to center, back to the truth of who you are here at the seat of the soul. And then wake up and go home. And go home even while you're in the body. You don't have to take the last breath to go home. You can go home anytime you choose. Anytime, believe it or not. We think we are 
wanting to go home to God. We want to wake up. We want to see the face of God. We want to go into the realms of soul and spirit. I want it. I want it. What are you kidding? I, I want it. Well, if you really wanted it all that much, you would have it. But you're putting something before God. Even if you are initiated and even if God through the Holy Spirit is indwelled within you, assisting you on the journey, if you keep putting something before God, then as much as you will want it, it will always be something not quite obtainable, not quite in reach. Even though it's more than in reach, it's right here. There's nothing to reach for. There's just a matter of look up and know. Look up and live into. It is that down and out gaze into the world, into the actions of the world, into the body consciousness that's in the world that keeps us from fully waking up and knowing the truth of who we are as soul and waking up to know what soul and spirit and loving truly is and to know our true home. And all it takes is daily sitting down and bringing your focus to a centered point. Bringing your awareness inward and upward to the sea of the soul and beyond. And in doing that on a regular basis, eventually, inevitably, you are going to wake up and know the truth. For some of us, it's quicker than others. I wish it would be done just like that for all of us. But often it takes days and weeks and months and, believe it or not, years to truly wake up and begin to know the truth of what I'm sharing right now. Why does it take so long? Because you have ingrained yourself into this creation. You have embedded yourself into this manifestation and believed it to be real and to be true and to be a part of you and you a part of it. And you've got to let go of that. You have to let go of the illusion that you believe to be real. You have to let go enough to where you can begin to see the truth above it all and to wake up and move into that truth to live more and more into it. That's what meditation is. It's letting go of this creation and this illusion in order to see and know and live into the truth. I've said it over and over that you are the living, loving essence of the Lord. That is who you are. God took that living, loving essence of self and brought it down and placed it out in an action, in a movement to go forth into this illusionary creation to experience and to go throughout all the realms of spirit and the true creation to have experience. And all that we are is the movement of God's loving, 
moving throughout all of God's creation to have experience so that we grow and learn and know and wake up to the truth of God. And God then knows a greater fulfillment of self and of its creation. God didn't create us to come down here and make money and have success and get all these degrees and own five cars and whatever it might be that we have in our lives. That's not what our soul's journey is about. But the world will tell you otherwise, and it has. The world measures you by this word success. How successful have you been? Do you have a successful marriage? Have you been successful in raising your children? Do you have a successful job? If you look at your bank account, does it look successful? I mean, there's all this energy that the world has given us to focus on and label ourselves with and chase after and try to complete and fulfill. And the world will tell you, oh, this will make you happy. Well, this will make you happy. Well, this is what you really want. And if any of you at all are like myself and other people that I know, you've chased after some of those things and you've even gotten some of those things. You grabbed a hold and pulled them into your life and you go, wow, I got it, I got it. Okay, now I'm still empty. Now... It's lied to me. The world lied to me. It said, if I had this, this degree, this amount of money, this car, this person in my life, I would be happy. I would be fulfilled. And I'm not. I still am empty. I'm still wanting. It's not until we go inside and connect to the truth. And that truth is you the living, loving essence of the Lord. Jesus said it very clearly when he taught his disciples the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This is heaven. This is where God dwells. You know, we don't have to go any further than here to wake up and know the truth of God, to know God, to be with God, to live in peace and love and joy. And yes, that's the doorway. This is the doorway into all of God's creation. But we have to get to the door in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven. What did we also hear stated? Seek first God. Seek first the kingdom. And then all else shall be given unto you. Well, the all else that is given unto you is not all of this in the world. It's all of this that is of spirit. That's all that is given. You are given all the understanding and the wisdom and the peace and the joy and the loving and the light and the sound and the grace and everything else that of God and God's creation and its fulfillment. If you want the illusion, chase after the illusion, 
But nobody can give you the fulfillment of the illusion because there's nothing here. It's illusion. It's not real. The fulfillment is in spirit. So seek first the kingdom. But So how do you seek? How do you seek the kingdom of heaven? Okay, I know how you seek a degree. You go to college. You go to university. You get an education. I know how you seek wealth. You go out and you work on it. You earn it. Or you print it. However you do it. Well, there are a lot of creative ways to do it. Walk into a bank and say, give me all your money and walk out and you're rich. But all of those things are of this world of illusion. And it's not real. And you could have it all and still feel empty inside. But you could have absolutely nothing in this world and be fulfilled in the greatest of joy. I learned that when I was in Tibet, not in Tibet, but in in, uh, northern India, in Dharamsala, visiting the Dalai Lama. We were there for two weeks. And every day I would walk from his uh, sister-in-law's house down the mountain, down to the, the temple where they would gather in the morning at 5 o'clock in the morning and begin their prayers, begin their chants. And as I was walking down, I had noticed as we first went up to the house, climbing up, and it was a climb. I mean, <laughs> we're at like 10,000 feet, and every step is a climb. And so I remember going up, and I remember noticing this sheet metal up against this ledge of a cliff and didn't think much about it, and it had a piece of cloth hanging from it. And I walked on up, and then the next day as I was coming down to go down, this little woman opened up a cloth, and she stepped out and watched me walk by. And she was just living joy. I mean, I had never, and I've never met anybody else like her, She was just living joy. And she just smiled at me, and you could feel the joy just filling you from her essence. And she watched me go down, and then she disappeared behind the cloth. And every day in the morning, I would see her. And so one day, I asked one of the monks, I said, do you know who that is up there? I mean, why is she up at that ledge? And why, you know, does, does she live there? Or what's, what is it? Because, I mean, it was just a piece of metal, hey, you know, up against the ledge. There was nothing there. No furniture, no, no nothing. And he said, yes, that's where she lives. She made her way from Tibet to be as close to, as to, to the Dalai Lama as she could be. And this is where she lives. And every day she comes down and she comes into his residence and she cleans. She just wants to be of service to him and be close to him. And she cleans and then she goes back up and we don't see her again until the next day. 
And I said, do you know anything else about her? And he said, no, but we know that she lost all of her family in Tibet when the Chinese came in. We know that she has nothing in her life at all except for what she does here. And we know that she's a lot of joyful presence. And I said, I think that if we could find a way to be like she is, we all would not need to pray and meditate. And he said, you know what? The Dalai Lama says the same thing. He said, if I could be like her, I would not have to meditate five hours a day. And that's what he does. He meditates five hours a day. You think we're giving you a lot with two and a half? (laughs) He does it for five. So it's something to consider. Where is your joy? Where are you looking for your joy? And realize that the true teachers of the spiritual pathway have all said it. It's within. Your joy is within. Your loving is within. God is within. The kingdom is within. So don't sit and read a lot of books trying to figure it out. You're never going to figure God out. You're never going to figure out the realms of of spirit. You're never going to figure it out. But go inside. Go inside and it all will come clear. What I share, what Brian shares, is not out of books. It's not out of somebody's writings and teachings and their mind. What we share is from our experience. Our experience of God, our experience of loving, and our experience of the true creation. And I could give you so much more detail than I have ever given to you if you were ready. But you're not. I give to you those pearls that will awaken you, those essences that will stir you. I could flood your mind with all kinds of statements and truths and teachings. But it would confuse you, it would confound you, it would mislead you. Because it would make your mind start trying to grasp a hold of, what does that mean? What is that? How? What? Where did he get that? What book is that in? I cannot tell you how many times in the past I have shared things of a bigger nature about spirit and God and the psychic and everything. Only to have people come up later and say, well, who taught you that? Well, where did you find that? What book is that in? And I go, I don't read books. I don't know. I, if you can find it in a book, bring it to me and let me see it because I would like to see who, who had that same experience. And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it from a book. I'll find it. Well, good luck. <laughs> so if you really want to know the truth, Go inside. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and all else shall be given to you. And I know that to be true. Brian knows that to be true. 
Brian didn't know all that he now shares until he really started going inside and meditating. Before he started meditating, it was about the outer world. It was about this and about that in the world and trying to figure out how to do the world and be a success in the world. But once he started going into meditation and truly connecting with that divine inside, all this other just flooded him, just like it flooded me. You will be given that which you need to know or to understand. It will be given to you. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to learn it. All you have to do is live into it. It's a lot simpler to live into the truth than to pursue it. So start living into the truth. Start seeking God first. And let go of all the other. And all the other is going to rise up. If you're anything like I was, things of the world are going to come up and try to grab a hold of you and say, yeah, but, but we've got we to gotta figure this out. You've got you've to stay here and think about this. Maybe go to God and ask him. Oh, ask him. See if he'll give us the answer. Well, you might get a little intuition and inspiration here and there about things. But for the most part, God's going to go, nope, that's your life in the world. You do your life and learn the lessons. But if you want to come up here and be with me for a while every day, we can do that too. And you can go back into the world with a great deal more joy and loving in your life than you have had. And so then you just have to kind of let go of those ideas and go, not right now, I'm meditating. I'm focusing on God and God first and God only, not you. Goodbye. And you just keep doing that and doing that until finally the mind comes into agreement with you and go, oh, oh, we're doing meditation now. Okay, I just all shut up. Well, the mind doesn't really shut up, but it'll be quieter. It kind of whispers underneath rather than yells at you. Go ahead, just ask God. Just see if he'll answer something. (laughs) So if you want grace in your life, put the capital G before the race of your life and you'll have it. Put God first. That's why I always say God first and God only. I say it that way because if I say capital G first and capital G only, it doesn't make sense, except to me, (laughs) because that was my experience.